In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from the darkness. Then God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So the Lord God made man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Then the Lord God commanded the man, saying, surely you may eat of every tree that is in the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. The serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who's blessed forever. And the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. And the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman between your offspring and her offspring, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. He who dishonors you, I will curse, and through you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Then he brought him outside. He said, look up to the heavens. Number the stars if you're able to number them. And he said, so shall your offspring be. And Abraham believed the Lord, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now Abraham became the father of Isaac. The sons of Isaac were Esau and Israel. And the Lord brought Israel up out of the land of Egypt and redeemed them out of the house of slavery. But they did not keep God's covenant. 
and refused to walk according to his law. They forgot his works and the wonders that he had shown them. When he killed them, they sought him. They repented and sought God earnestly. They remembered that God was their rock, the most high God, their redeemer. But they flattered him with their mouths. They lied to him with their tongues. They even sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons. They poured out innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters. Then the Lord gave them into the hands of the nations so that those who hated them ruled over them. Yet he, being compassionate, atoned for their iniquity and did not destroy them. He restrained his anger often and did not stir up all his wrath. Nevertheless, he looked upon their distress when he heard their cry. For their sake, he remembered his covenant and relented according to the abundance of his steadfast love. Then the Lord raised up judges who delivered the people out of the hands of those who plundered them. But Israel did not listen to their judges and played the harlot after other gods, bowing themselves down to them. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. They said, now appoint a king for us so that we may be like all the other nations. And the Lord said to Samuel, listen carefully to the voice of the people in regards to all that they say to you, for they are not rejecting you, but they are rejecting me from being king over them. Nevertheless, the people refused to listen to the voice of Samuel. They said, no, but there shall be a king over us that we may also be like all the other nations, that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. And the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet in the days of Josiah the king. Have you seen what faithless Israel did? She went up on every high hill and under every green tree. She was a harlot there. I thought, surely after she's done all this, she'll return to me. But she did not return. She polluted the land and committed adultery with stones and trees. For a spirit of harlotry has led them astray, departing from their God. Their deeds will not allow them to return to their God. For a spirit of harlotry is within them and they do not know the Lord. What then shall we say? Are we better than they? Not at all. For we've already charged that both Jews and Greeks are all under sin. As it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside, together they've become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. And their path is ruin and misery. The way of peace they have not known. For there is no fear of God before their eyes. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant I made with their fathers when I took them by the hand to bring them out of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, but this is the covenant that I will make with them in those days, declares the Lord. 
I will put my law within them. I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people and they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord, it's not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I'm about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you profaned among the nations to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations and which you profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord when through you I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. And I will sprinkle clean water on you. And you shall be clean from all your uncleannesses and from all your idols. I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart. And a new spirit I will put within you. I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk according to my statutes and to be careful to obey my rules. For I am the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands and forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. For the law came so that transgression would increase. But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that even as death reigned in sin, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. <laughs> Behold, the virgin shall conceive and shall bring forth a son and his name shall be Emmanuel, and he will save his people from their sins. And the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. God, after he spoke long ago to the prophets in many portions and in many ways, has in these last days spoken to us through his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the world. He is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature and he upholds all things by the word of his power. After he had made purification for sins, he sat down, the right hand of the majesty on high. In the beginning was the word the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And light has come into the world, but men loved darkness rather than light, for their deeds were evil. For whoever does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds would be exposed. 
and he grew up before him like a young plant, like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised, rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And by his stripes, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned aside everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. He was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. And yet among his generation, who has considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people? And they made him a grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death. Though he had done no violence and there was no deceit found in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He will prolong his days and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hands. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. And by his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be counted righteous. And he will bear their iniquity. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And Jesus said, I'm the way, and the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Why do you spend money for that which is not bread? and labor for that which does not satisfy. Listen diligently to me. Eat what is good and delight your soul in abundance. For I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when you were dead in your trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace we've been saved. For while we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly, for God who said, light shall come out of darkness, is the one who has shone into our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. 
in love. He predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. So that just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too might walk in newness of life. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. For the love of Christ controls us. For we've concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all so that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. All of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, for Christ was slain and purchased for God with his blood men from every tongue and tribe and people and nation. So love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. But do not love the world or the things in the world. For if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in it. And do not be surprised, brothers, when the world hates you. Jesus said, you will be hated by all because of me, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. A disciple's not greater than his teacher. A slave's not greater than his master. Don't fear those who can kill the body but aren't able to kill the soul. Rather, fear him who's able to kill both soul and body in hell. For if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father who's in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who's in heaven. For everyone who seeks to save his life will lose it. And everyone who desires to lose his life will save it. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil falsely against you on account of me. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So, share in suffering with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. For this reason, I endure all things for the sake of those who are chosen, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ and with it, eternal glory. For this light, momentary affliction is achieving for us an eternal glory beyond all comparison. As we fix our eyes, not on the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And after you have suffered 
a little while. The God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. So we exalt in hope of the glory of God. But not only this, we also exalt in our tribulations. Knowing that tribulation produces endurance, and endurance proven character, and proven character hope. And hope does not disappoint us, for God's love has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who loves us. So therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Set your hope completely on the grace to be revealed to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what hour of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake, would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready because the Son of Man is coming on a day that you do not expect him. Who then is the wise and faithful servant whom the master will set over his household? Blessed is that servant whom his master finds so doing when he comes. He will set him over all his possessions. But if that wicked servant thinks to himself, my master's delayed and begins to beat his fellow servants and eats and drinks with drunkards, then the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and in an hour that he does not know and will cut him into pieces and put him with the hypocrites. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the cry of command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And John saw heaven open. Behold, a white horse. The one seated on it was faithful and true. His eyes are like a flame of fire. On his head are many diadems, and he has a name written which no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood. And the name by which he is called is the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sword with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. On his robe and on his thigh, a name is written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And they will make war on the land and the Lamb will conquer them. For he is Lord of lords, and he is King of kings, and those with him are called and chosen and faithful. And the devil was thrown into the lake of fire, and death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire, and if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. And he saw a new heaven and a new earth, and a loud voice came from the throne saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is among men and God will dwell among them and they will be his people and God himself will be among them and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will no longer be any death, there will no longer be any mourning, nor crying, nor pain. The former things have passed away. And he said, behold, 
I am making all things new. And he said, write, for these words are faithful and true. And he said, it is done. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give to him who thirsts from the spring of the water of life without cost. He who overcomes will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. He who testifies to this says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in his presence blameless with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen.